With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you are listening to High School Hoops with our hosts, Steve Collins and Jake Steger. Hey, Coach. Happy Friday. Episode 212 of Coach Unplugged, and I think it's episode 7 of high school hoops. Jake and I are going to be talking about practice planning, what to kind of get in before that first practice, um, things you should probably get in. Uh, but before we get to that, I'd like to do a shout out to Dr. Dish, uh, our sponsors for the rest of 2018. We really appreciate that. You know, it is a machine that is not only durable, but versatile, has technology, and it makes your life easier. That's that's the easy thing. And the balls don't get really caught anymore, like the you know, the old machines 20 years ago. So it's a great thing. I love the way, I love the way the ball comes out of the machine. It's so much better than some of the older machines. So go over and check them out. If you like it, make sure you mention um, Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $300 off your next purchase. So um, do that. Uh, also go over and check out teachhoops.com. If you're looking to take your coaching to the next level, I can't imagine a better place or a better time of the year to go do that 14 day free trial. Come join our community and be a teach hooper. All right, let's get off to the podcast. I know Jake and I are always laughing and, and having a good time, and I'm hoping you're getting something out of these high school hoops. So here we go. Um, what to get in before that first practice? All right, here we go. Episode seven of high school hoops. Jake and I are laugh we're laughing because he just told me the topic, and I go, okay, well, it's, you know, I don't know if we're going to have enough time in the day to get this one done, but we'll give it a shot. And this has caused I'm balding or gray hair. Uh, all right, so tell the topic for this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little afraid now, but uh, what the question of uh, the day on this Friday is what I should get in before the first game of the season. And, uh, you know, everybody thinks that they can get everything in before everything hits the road for the first game of the season, but I just I don't believe that that's totally true. No, and um, I think it's what I think it goes back to either six or going back a couple episodes where I think you got to I think you got to map it out. You have to look at who you're playing, and you have to you have to you can't have seven out of bounds plays in for the first game. <laughs> you know you can't work on all your you know it's gonna suck 
if it comes down the last 30 seconds and you haven't worked on situations. I get it, but that's what keeps me up at night. It's like, oh, crud, we haven't done this. Or, ooh, maybe they'll, you know, three years ago, they ran a 1-3-1 against us. We got it's like, so you got to you gotta pick your battles. And I think you were making a point of this too. You got to pick your battles. You got to get really good at some things early um, before that first game. Uh, you know, you got to obviously have an offense and a defense and a press break and out of bounds play. Yeah. I mean, we can go through the list of the specific things you need, but you got to get good at some specific things before that first game. You're not going to have everything in. Um, to be honest with you, you can probably outcoach people earlier in the year because people are everybody's in the same boat. Um, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to adjust on the fly. You know, maybe you're going to have to throw a zone at them and they haven't done a zone yet. You know, um, you might have to do it in a timeout, something like that. Um, so those are some of the adjustments I think you have to make um, before the first game. What's your thoughts? Um, one thing that I came up with as being an assistant coach last year, and I thought it was a great idea for us is I always had a binder prepared for any situation that we were in. So, um, I would, I, those kind of things would keep you up at night, whatever, if we ever saw a box and one dime one, the things you might not see in practice right away, you know, I literally had it tabbed, you know, and as an assistant, whether it's half time or out of a timeout I always had things if we needed it to go to to, to, to talk about our use right. so I think that's one way if you want to whether you have an assistant or you know or another coach design some type of binder where you have that I think it's really um really uh, really important to uh have that I, I found that having those right away is a great tool for coaches especially early in the season uh, we haven't really touched a lot on one three one, or we our, right. our our one three one offense is not working really good. What, what, let's use one of the quick hitters that we have in in our in our playbook, but we haven't even taught yet. But let's try something, you know. Let's see what we can do. You right. know, I think that's. I'm gonna, and this is just I, I have no basis for this, so I'm interested in your theory on this. I think the defense is always farther along than the offense early in the season. I, I think it has to be. I think it has to be. Um, because if you, I've heard a lot of coaches speak, but a couple of years ago, uh, I heard a coach speak about that. A lot of the game is disadvantage, disadvantage. A lot of the game is up and down. You know, it isn't, it isn't, uh, it's so how, how you're able to defend is far more important than your offense because it is right. a lot of advantage, disadvantage most of the game. It is. And, 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 and I don't know, maybe this is just a Wisconsin phenomenon, but I don't think the kids shoot the ball as well in november as they do in march no i i always told my players early in the season that it's not going to be a shot that's going to beat you early in the season it's going to be a team that gets really a team that maybe takes care of the basketball better than you do a team that rebounds better than you do that uh, you know our the effort just just plays harder wants it more than you do early in the season it clearly comes down to early in the games. And then as the season progresses, you're going to have teams that make big shots and they are, are shooting the ball better and they're executing their, their quick hitters or their offenses really. They're able to, to read off it better. Those things are going to happen later in the season compared right. to what happens early in the season. Right, so. and, the, and people are going to get better. It's like they're going to scout you. They're going to adjust you. They're going to do that kind of stuff. It's like the, the, those defensive little twists are what I think can cause – um, some issues early on. And, and again, this is purely observation. I just don't think kids 
They haven't had the shots. They haven't had the reps. Now, maybe it's different for the kids that only play basketball. And if your program only plays basketball and they're shooting all year round, maybe they're coming in better. Um, I'm not sure they're going to – I'm not sure it's going to peak. Hey, Coach, I hope you're enjoying listening to High School Hoops. Brought to you by the great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial right now. That will be going away sooner than later. Um, resources, videos. It's Netflix for basketball coaches with a real person on the other side to help you. So go over and check it out. Also, if you're listening to High School Hoops, we're making a special discount for the high school hoopers that are listening to this. Type in school in the discount code and get 10% off for the lifetime of your membership. Can't think of a better deal. All right, let's get back to high school hoops. Later in the season, but um, I know, at least in our area, I think kids shoot the ball better two months in because they're getting more shots up. Um, I think that's one thing, but also this the mental preparation. You know, yeah. you know, you know, your gym size of a big high school like that is way different than summer league basketball or playing right. at open right. gym. It takes several games to get used to that environment, especially if you have a, a really young team. Or you, I don't care if you're the best player on your team; you're not going to shoot the ball like you did um, at late late of last season until you to get in the rhythm. It, it's it's a different thing, you know. It, when it's a real game and the, it's the, the horns off, it's different than you're playing summer league at seven o'clock at night at some local high school. Right. With two baskets and a guy right. that stands at half court to officiate. Yes. It's exactly. Different. It's, it's way, <laughs> it's it's way different. different. Yeah. I, I, a couple the, the things. That I team isn't yelling at you, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Calling you names that they shouldn't do. It's bad port sportsmanship, but it happens. Um, uh, but I think I, you got to make a list. Right. You really got to make a list. I made a list here. I think a press break is huge. You just never know when yep. that pressure is going to happen. You got to get the ball in. So having, I like having multiple defenses. I, I'm not a person that likes to just be one type of defense. Yep. I think that can be really used early in the season as a game changer because um, you're still, t you may know what teams are doing, but if things aren't working out right, you have defense to fall back on and change the game up in the discourse of the game. Uh, the other thing I said, some type of press is always great, whether you need to get back into a game or to, uh, you know, change, change the game. Uh, uh, maybe a few sets or some type of set to get a quick bucket, and then you got to have some type of series of blobs and slobs, but you're not going to get seven or eight of them. You might no. have, a, have a couple really good ones, and you're good at them yes. to, to start the season. Yes. Don't, don't worry about the jump ball. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like that, 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 I'm, I'm mocking the jump ball, but it's true. It's like, there's one jump ball. Like, okay. How many really side out of bounds plays do you need for the first game? You know, you don't, it's, you don't. it's like, um, I, I referee soccer and I always get in arguments with parents on throw-ins. I'm like, do you understand that after that throw in the ball is going to be in somebody else's hand in a matter of seconds, it's yeah. not going to make a huge difference. And right. so I think you got to look at, your criteria is what are going to be the big difference makers early in the season for, right. for, for you in your early games? I agree. Yeah. You, that, I think that's the kicker is you look at your schedule, look at your opponents, come up with a list and then map out the days and then leave a cushion in those days. That's an old coach telling you leave a cushion because you think you're going to get, I'm telling you, I, the last couple of years I've done my thing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, but I've learned I need a cushion day or two. Like, okay. If this doesn't work here, I'm going to need another day to work. Either I'm going to need another day to work on it or I'm going to need a day to put something else in because that didn't work. So, you know, if you're thinking, oh, I want to get that one, three, one in and I need two days, give yourself three days to get it in. And if you don't use that, trust me, it's early in the season. You will find something to fill that third day with. 
Um, so always build that in. Uh, it's a teaching tool that I use, but it's, I think it's really important to do, to do that too. All right. Any, go ahead. I, I have two more points after okay. talking. And since this is the great thing about the show is we start to figure out other things that we're talking about the topic. Right. Uh, no, number one is uh, when you're planning your practices, think about the why early in the season. So a lot of people are doing the ball handling, the rebounding drills and so forth. You know, the why, you know, why are we doing the three man weave? You know, yeah, I think about that. Maybe <laughs> okay. Were you in Atlanta this weekend? Because literally, I talked about like the. And don't get me wrong. We'll run a three man weave at practice at some point in the four months, but you don't need that for the first game. You don't need to just get them moving. I, sometimes I use it as my warm up just to get them moving. But right. yes, you don't need to do your two ball dribbling before the first game. You can build that stuff in, or you can have them come in in the morning. I think that is a huge point that anyone that's listening is like, again, and this was what I, was, I talked about practice planning when I was down at the clinic. And it's like, you got to ask yourself, what, what, what are we about and why am I doing this at practice? Um, yeah, and you'll love this. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the video. But I, I talked about rebounding and how we run our rebounding. In every shooting drill, we have a rebounder. Well, the rebounder has to put the ball back in. Well, a coach asks, well, why do you do that? I go, well, first of all, he's just standing there. He's not doing anything. I want him to do something. Second of all, I want to teach offensive rebounding because I think offensive rebounding is really, 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 really important. Third, he's learning to read the ball off a missed shot, which is half of half of offensive rebounding is reading the ball. The other half is just wanting to go get it. Um, and then I, then I told him my theory is if they get an offensive rebound, they get to shoot it. And you tell any kid that they get to shoot, they'll go after an offensive board. So those are my whys. Why am I doing that? So you have to ask that even more condensed in the first week, I think, because you don't have the time. You know, <laughs> when you're playing one game a week or, you know, two games maybe in a week, you have some more time. You don't have time. You're under the crunch in that first week. So I think that's a really important thing that, that Jake just said about ask the why. Why are you doing that? And the okay. more and more as you get experience coaching, find ways not to always have to coach things in isolation be able to yeah. do multiple things at once yes you know, how can you accomplish footwork with two to three other skills whether it's rebounding or uh defensive positioning how can you so so often when we're coaching you know it, it becomes really easy to just focus on one thing when really right. you need will do multiple things your time is limited yes. and guess what in the game of basketball you can't just do that one thing at one time it's just not realistic for the for the kid Right. The last thing I would really think is important is conditioning. Always make time to make sure that you're conditioning your players. You know, maybe hopefully all your players will come in and be conditioned when they come in, but not. it's not always what's going to happen. But being conditioned can really give you an edge early in the season over other teams if you take the time to really condition your kids. Yep, I think those are both. The, okay, we're going to end with that. All right, I'll see you next week. That was really all right, good. Sounds good. All right, sounds good, Coach. Bye. Bye. Hey, Coach, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Make sure you go over, um, check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, you know, on the high school hoops thing, I have not talked about as much um, the free resources over at Teach Hoops on YouTube. So go over and check that out. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, there's over a 1,000 coaching videos there that you can that you can hopefully delve into and then if you're looking to take your coach in the next level go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better have a great weekend get out and rake those leaves sports social podcast network 
Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.